Bibles with you. Let's turn to in our Bibles too. Uh, we're going to read at the end of Romans 11 first. If you've got a Bible or you've got it on your app. Some Bibles over there if people want a Bible. Yeah, we're going to read from verse 33, which is entitled on my Bible, it's got doxology, which I think is, I don't know what the actual definition of that is, but I think it's like a, an ending, a declaration at the end of something. Um, and this is at the end of those verses we've been looking at in Romans from the first few chapters there. And it comes at the end of it, and this is, you know, just a great declaration. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. His unsearchable, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who's known the mind of the Lord or who's been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that he could or should repay him? For from him, through him, and to him are all things. To him, be all the glory forever and ever. Amen. In him all things hold together. And then it goes on to chapter 12, and it starts with a therefore. <laughs> because of what's gone on before, therefore, because of who God is, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, or lay it all down, lay everything down, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and those members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. 
practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it's possible, as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome by evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's a long passage there that I've read, but it's just great to to read God's word and to to get it inside us, isn't it? Yeah. Now, it's a good job that Mark isn't speaking this morning because we might have had an illustration which might have been a bit of a shock. <clears throat> because I think if Mark had been speaking, we might have had a bit of a few stones here, a bit of wood, maybe a few matches, a bit of petrol, and we needed a volunteer. <laughs> Mark's illustrations are brilliant, aren't they? I couldn't think of one. I was thinking one. I was going to bring some barbecue fluid and something like that, but I thought it might frighten people. <laughs> You know, it would be great to have an illustration like that. Yeah? Whether we've got the faith to do it. Have we got the faith of Abraham to do that sort of thing? I don't think I have. What an amazing faith he had, Abraham, wasn't it? To lay his son on that altar. But he was willing to lay it down. And we're challenged in those verses. Therefore, because of who God is, because of what God has done, because he's so mighty and powerful and all-knowing, I urge you. Brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer yourselves, your bodies, as a living sacrifice. Holy, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. It's a tough one, isn't it? To be that living sacrifice. But to lay it all down, it just means giving ourselves up. You know, so often we big ourselves up, we think we're more than we are. When we look at God and we look at ourselves, we just... An ant on the floor, but God loves us, he cares for us. This quote here by Tom Keller, um, well-known guy who's just recently passed away, actually. But this is what he said. He said, the gospel is this, the good news is this. We are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe. Yet, at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope for. The contrast there is absolutely amazing, isn't it? So often we beat ourselves up, we put ourselves down, and we just go down and down and down, and we forget just how much loved we are. Yes, we know we're sinners. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and yet we're more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hoped. And you know, it's because we of who we are in Christ Jesus, by God's grace and his mercy towards us, that we can actually lay ourselves down. 
It's only because of his grace towards us that we can lay ourselves down. It's only because of his goodness towards us that we can actually be those living sacrifices. We can't do it in our own strength. We need to daily live out the grace of God which has been bestowed upon us. It's no good us saying we've got the grace of God, I've got the grace of God, I've got the forgiveness of God if I'm just going to hold on to it and keep it to myself. That's not the purpose of it. We need, as those verses say, to be giving out that grace of God. That's the whole purpose of what we've been doing these last few weeks is talking about the grace of God and who we are in God and what God's given us. But what are we going to do with it? Are we just going to store it away in a box and when we need that little bit of grace, we'll just get it out? What are we going to do with that grace of God that's been given to us? When we realise the fullness of the forgiveness of God, when we realise the fullness of the blessing of God, the goodness of God, everything that God could give us is ours. What are we going to do with it? And we're told there, aren't we? We're told to give it to each other. First of all, to us here, the body of Christ. That's our first port of call. If we're no good to each other, well, there's not much point in us trying to do it out there. If we can't be good to each other, if we can't show the grace of God to each other, then we go outside and, are you sure? Did you see what happened over there? And sadly, it's a reflection upon the church, and I mean the church today, that that's one of the things that gets thrown back at us. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Look at what's happening over there. Yeah? I'm just reading a book now at the moment called Vanishing Grace. It's such so challenging. I, don't know if I gave one to, to um, Mike to read and to Dave. And I don't know if anybody else has read it, but I just urge you to get it. It's very cheap on Amazon. You can get it for about £3. But it's so challenging when we, we read that book that we see the damage that we have done. We, and I say we and me, by the way we've behaved and the way we've acted and the way we've spoken. So that we've... People outside just say, well, what? Don't want anything to do with you. Don't want anything to do with the church because of the way we've behaved and the way we've acted. We need to get the grace of God into us, the fullness of grace within us that we can minister to each other. We can bless each other. We can care for each other. We can love each other. Then we can take it to the outside world. You know, people will notice a sacrifice. Yeah. If we had a started a fire in here and we had a sacrifice and we put a notice on the door, human sacrifice here today, well, I don't know what would have happened, but the police would have probably turned up. But if we went into the centre of Ormskirk and did it, it would cause a few scenes, wouldn't it? It really would. And, you know, we, we need to get that picture in our mind. Am I laying down my life in that way, not on a human sacrifice, but am I laying it down so much that people actually notice the grace of God that's actually flowing out from me. Are people going to take notice? So often we're selfish, aren't we? Are we giving ourselves away? Are you giving yourself away? <clears throat> Am I giving myself away? Am I disadvantaging myself for the sake of others? It's hard to do that, isn't it? It's hard to disadvantage yourself because... You know, if you see a bowl of fruit and someone says, help yourself, I'm looking for the big red one. Yeah. When you go into a supermarket and you want to buy something, do you ever do that? You look and think, well, that's a bit of a bruise on that. I'll put that. And we dig underneath. Yeah. Or you're looking for something and you look at the date on it and it's only got three days. And so what do you do? You reach at the back. Am I the only one who does it? You reach at the back and you get one with a two-week date on it. 
We don't disadvantage ourselves. We don't say, I'm asking you to do this. We don't buy everything that's out of date so everybody else can have it. We've got to be sensible. But you know what I mean? It's the principle, isn't it? It's the principle. And you know, simple acts of kindness. We've spoken about this before. Simple acts of kindness go such a long, long way. Just a simple thing by letting somebody else go in front of you in a queue. Have you ever done that in a supermarket or in a cafe? And said, oh, you go in front of me. It's all right. And people look at you. Have you, have you got two heads or something? Is something wrong there? Yeah? But it's a good principle to do that. Or the next time you're in a cafe and you're in the front of somebody else, say, that's okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy these people's coffee. You've probably done it. I hope you have. It's a nice thing to do. It's a hard thing to do sometimes because you think, is that going to cost me a few, Bob? But if you show that act of kindness, it just gets me, oh, that's very nice. Why, why, why was that? I don't know where it was. I, I was trying to think the other day, but I was somewhere. Somebody will remind me. And I, I'd sat down. I don't know what the situation was, but somebody came over and said, oh, you don't need to pay. X, Y over there is paid for your meal. What was it? Hope Street, yeah. It was in Hope Street, that's right. Good reminder, we were in Hope Street having a coffee. I don't know how many was. How many was us? Four or five, six of us? Four. Four of us. Ten pounds worth. And it was a visitor to the town, that's right. It was a visitor who'd come from Scotland. And we'd been chatted to her earlier. And then we went for a cup of coffee in Hope Cafe. We were sat down there. And after we, we were going to pay for it, she said, oh, you don't need to worry. That lady's just walked out the door. She's paid for it. What a lovely act to do. <coughs> And it's just a little thing to do. Giving up a car parking space, you know, instead of nudging in in front of somebody when there's, just say, oh, you can have mine. These are only minor little things, but I want you to expand them to much bigger things to show the grace of God. But if you start little and move it out, it has such a massive impact, doesn't it? Reaching out to those around us with the love of God. That's what, that's what it's saying to us to do. These living sacrifices, it's reaching out to those. We're reaching out to a hurting world. There's so much hopelessness in the world. Absolute hopelessness and fear. Lack of trust, certainly in government. Lack of trust in local government, never mind national government. Lack of trust in authorities. So many people I speak to, the council have let them down. They haven't done this, they haven't done that. Somebody else has let them down. As a church, are we letting people down? We've got to be so careful that we don't, that we give a good impression, a good image. Because God cares for everyone. He cares for everyone no matter what. And we must do the same. We must care for everyone no matter what. And that's hard sometimes when people hurt us, when people have rubbed us up the wrong way, when people have let us down. But we need to remind ourselves, there but for the grace of God go I. Oh, you more saying that to me. There but for the grace of God go I. And my mum had had a tough life. She knew what it was in the workhouse. She knew what it was to have no food. She knew what it was to be abused. She knew what it was to have no money, but she had there for the grace of God. Go on. That's why I know my mum used to run a soup kitchen in the, in the 50s, and people had nothing, no shoes on, on their feet. It was a very rough area of Liverpool. You know, and we think about we've still got food banks now. It's a disaster, isn't it? What an age that we live in. I went to the food bank AGM the other day. It was just phenomenal to hear. And it started in the boiler room where we are building. It's where it started. I had all the pictures of where they'd come from. But they're feeding more people today than ever. One of our school pastors, Eddie, he said, he said I've got a ton of pasta in my car. And the food bank in Skem need it. 
desperate for it. A ton. People are starving on our doorstep. It's tragic, isn't it? Absolutely tragic. And I'm thankful for the food bank. Thankful for death advice. These people, but they've got more people than they can cope with. They need volunteers. People who can help and get involved. Are we going to do that? Do you know, do things upset you and move you? I get a bit emotional there because these things hurt me. They really do. I get angry. I get angry. I go, ah, when I hear some of these things. Do you? It's a righteous anger. And there's nothing wrong with it. Anger just on its own is bad. But there's nothing wrong with a righteous anger. When you see something on the news or you hear of a situation, it makes me scream. I go, ah, why is that? You know, Jesus himself, what did he do? He turned over the tables of them. What if Jesus walked this earth today? There'd be some tables turned over, I'm telling you. There really would. It's anger, but it's righteous anger. Out of what's it coming out of? It's not coming out of bitterness. It's not coming out of hate. It's coming out of a love and a concern and a compassion and the grace of God. It's coming out of the cross over there. That's what it's coming out of for you and me. You know, I've just been thinking about some of the great men of history. Wilberforce, William Booth, Corrie Ten Boom, Mother Teresa, a lady I've just come in contact with in the last couple of weeks, Josephine Butler. I'd never heard of her. Anybody else heard of Josephine Butler? You have now, because I've told you. But in the Victorian age, just doing so much amongst prostitutes and the down and outs and the homeless and an unbelievable lady, and the benefit of what she did is still being fed today because I got £5,000 for school passes through her trust. Yeah, money that she must have had, and it came right the way through. Her husband actually was a lord. But again, she laid down her own personal life for the benefit of others. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, yeah, we all know him, don't we? And, and so many more. I don't know you could go on and on and on. I, th- I thought of Leza Isaacs founder of Ascension Trust, came over to this country from the Caribbean, saw a need on the streets and formed Ascension Trust, formed school pastors, street pastors, because he saw a need, became a living sacrifice, laid down himself, laid down his own prospects. Who's going to be next? Is God calling you? Is he calling me to lay something down and say, look, yeah, you've got to have a career maybe, yes, you've got to have a future, but are you going to lay yourself down for me? Are you going to put me first? Are you going to be a living sacrifice or are you just going to put your toe in the water or just put your toe in the fire? Are you going to put yourself out and lay everything down? That's your money. That's your family. That's your time. I'm talking to myself here. I'm not only talking to you because when I go like that, I've got four of them coming back or three of them coming back at me. It's a challenge, to get, it's a real challenge for each one of us. But you know, if we're not living the grace of God towards others, nobody else is. And I'm not knocking people who are doing good work, some great works are getting on, done in the world today by people who aren't Christians. But guys, we should be number one. We should be front line. And you can read so many accounts of people who've gone into these war-torn areas, Christians, and actually got nothing back in return. Revival hasn't happened but they've just gone and done operations and cared for people in Somalia and these sort of war-torn areas because of the love of God within them. And we're not doing this for any reward. We're not doing it for pats on the back. We're doing it for the kingdom 
of God. We need to die to ourselves and be fully alive in Christ. Verse there said, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Some of us need our minds changing, don't we? See, we're aliens in this world. Do you feel like an alien? I sometimes feel like an alien. I really do, because I, I just can't. I can't. Um, come on, the word I want to use now. I just can't get my head round that I'm actually part of this society. I'm, I'm an alien. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. The old song says, my treasure is all laid up where? In your bank account. It's going to rot. I keep saying to people, you can't take it with you. I said that to two people this week, worried about little bits of finance. I said, look, you can't take it with you. You cannot take it with you. That may be a challenge to some of you. I think Mike said the other week, didn't he, about opening the cupboard. And what are you going to do with it? Are you Are going to leave it in there? I opened the cupboard the other day and we had about 10 tins of beans. Because <laughs> you just buy beans, you stick them in the cupboard. I don't know what date was on them. <laughs> Took them to the food bank for desperate people. But you know, you might have more than beans, as in beans to eat, but it might be beans, as in pounds, shillings, and pence, doing nothing. It could be a challenge to somebody get it out and use it. There's lots of people who can use it today. We're aliens, we're not of this world, we're grace givers. We need to lay ourselves down. Why? So we can get kicked and trod on? No, because as we lay ourselves down, God picks us up. God picks us up and uses it. Our will goes. His will takes over. Is God challenging you today? He's certainly challenging me. You've heard stories just recently about Moses. What have you got in your hand? What have you got in your hand? What have I got in my hand? Might look like nothing. But God can take it up and use it. If I lay myself down, God can take it up and use it. So what have you got? How can you serve? What are you doing for the kingdom of God? What are you doing for the church? What are you doing for others? If it's nothing, then we need to do something. We've all got different gifts, it says there. We've all got different. Never say, I've got nothing. I, I've got no, you've got a gift. It listed gifts there, but there's more than those. We've all got gifts. And what are we doing with it? Let's give it out to each other. What do, I do need, what do I need to do differently, maybe? To change direction, to do things differently, so I can put grace, the grace of God that's been given to me, into action. And let that gift of grace overflow to other people. I want the gift of grace to overflow to other people. And I don't always get it wrong. I certainly don't. I mess up good style loads and loads of times. And I probably will continue to. But if we have that heart and we say to God, look, <laughs> I want to wait on you <laughs> so that you can then fill me to be what you want me to be, then let it, let it happen. Jesus said to his disciples, didn't he? He said, as you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven is near. We need to proclaim the kingdom of heaven is near. And how do we do that? By healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing those who have leprosy, driving out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus said that to his disciples. He's saying exactly the same to us today. 
Let the kingdom of God be proclaimed through our lives as we lay ourselves down. Let's pray. Lord, it's such a challenge to us, Lord, in, in our Western society, in our, in our Western way of doing things, Lord, when we talk about sacrificing, when we talk about laying ourselves down. We get so comfortable, Lord, and Lord, I hold my hands up guilty, Lord, of comfort and Lord, I just thank you that you are challenging. I believe you're challenging your church today, Lord. The church is being challenged as to what we stand for, Lord. What are we? And Lord, I believe you're challenging us as individuals, Lord. You're challenging us as a church. Just what, Lord, we need to show your grace to the world. How we show your grace to the world. Lord, we read about those people there. Just one person changing the face of society changing legislation, turning slavery away. Lord, we can do things, amazing things, not in our own strength, but with your strength, Lord, to change things around. I thank you, Lord, for organisations like Hope for Justice who are challenging against um, trafficking and lots more other societies that are doing amazing things, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that you'll just show us, Lord, what we can do. Lord, we just want to be those living sacrifices today. And I say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen.